I want to welcome you to Dream Chasers Radio with me, your host, Yaya Diamond. As I say, what's up, peoples? How you doing? Oh, my gosh. Okay. I am going to just go through the whole spiel. You get us everywhere. Okay. But we got to get into this show because this is like one of the topics that I have been talking about on my women's channel. It is diabetes, pre-diabetes, high blood pressure, and all the rest of the little things that we are plagued with where we could probably change some things. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you, I did, and I hope you can too. Mm So I have a doctor on, a doctor. That's right, a doctor. And we're gonna we're gonna talk about something that helps people with chronic disease like diabetes, high blood pressure, and their battle with food, decrease medication and reverse disease. <gasps> yes. Oh, okay. Did I get too excited? I want to welcome the doctor to the show. Welcome to the show, girlfriend. How oh, you doing? Hi, hi, hi. Thank you for having me on. Oh, it's such a pleasure. So, oh, we already had our laugh earlier. Just don't tell <laughs> nobody about that, okay? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my lips are sealed. <laughs> okay, so just go ahead and tell everybody about yourself. So I'm Dr. Michelle Martin, Michelle Martin Johnson. So my married name is Johnson, and I am the founder of More Food, Less Medicine, and we help people with chronic diseases get off medication, reverse diseases with simple food. And so our goal is to get 10,000 people off of medication or decreasing medication with simple food. Mm, I like that. Simple food like fudge? Um, <laughs> Simple food like fruits, vegetables, whole grains, beans, lentils, natural foods. Yes. But you can have fudge sometimes. <laughs> okay, you sometimes. Have to it. Oh, okay, <laughs> sometimes. I got it. Okay, I'm just playing with you. You know that. Wow. So, all right. So, why this? Um, was this something that you thought of when you first started? When you first thought that you were going to, you know, I'm going to be a doctor and I'm going to work on this? Or was it something progressive? Um. Well, when I went through medical school and residency, what I found is that a lot of people are struggling with chronic diseases. So diabetes, high blood pressure, those are the things that we're seeing over and over again. And especially during this pandemic, one of the things that we started to realize is that these pre-existing conditions could mean that you are not going to have a very good outcome. And so this is something that is really near and dear to my heart. You know, as African-American, I have family members who have high blood pressure, diabetes, cancer, and really knowing that food can help change these things and change the course of your life is really uh, something that I think people need to understand and really make it very simple. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> <laughs> I had to say that. Anyway, no, but seriously, I mean, you are so right. I mean, we're all sitting at home. At least we were. But now we're all going out and getting COVID and coming back home. So, I mean, <laughs> you know, but no, seriously, I hope nobody gets COVID. I've had too many of my friends and my yeah. father passed away from COVID oh, last sorry. year. So yeah. it's not, a, it's, I'm trying to make light of the situation because it's just so dark. It's yeah. just so heavy. And diabetes is so bad too. Heart disease. How, I mean, how many of these things can be prevented? So there is a lot of research out there. So um, in the, when I first started, one of the things that really got, piqued my interest was uh, the Rice House down in North Carolina. It was started by Dr. Walter Kepner in the 1930s. He actually used simple foods to reverse diabetes, reverse kidney disease, reverse high blood pressure. And I was so impressed that someone could use just natural foods to take people off medication. And then you see it 
um, kind of reproduced in the literature. So uh, Dr. T. Colin Campbell, in addition to Dr. Esselstein, these are people who are showing that we can use food to reverse things like heart disease, high blood pressure, and diabetes. Mm, 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 mm. No fudge. <laughs> so I am a big I, believer that I love you, fudge. it's a balance. I think a lot of things are all about balance. Yes. Definitely, definitely. So we were talking about this earlier and you said that, and I said that, okay, I said that I got a box of fudge, mm -hmm. which if I were to at least take this much, just, <laughs> you see that? That little tiny, you see that? I can't That's all I need. I can't see That's, it. I can't see that? Can't oh, see oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Here, right there, right there. <laughs> if I could just take a little sliver of that thin mm -hmm. of a piece of fudge, I think my fudge is gonna last me about a year unless it grows <laughs> algae, algae and it becomes like this big fur ball. Um, but I really just want a taste. I don't want a whole thing. I just want, I want to satisfy that craving and usually a thin slice and I'm done for like maybe one or two days. I might go back to it two or three days later. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't. Um, is that okay? Okay. My patience is all about balance. So it's mm. not about eating the whole box of fudge in one sitting, but if you're taking a small amount, then that is fine. I usually recommend um, that people take a little bit of a break. Maybe you plant, but make sure you plan it out. It's not helpful that you are kind of eating out of the box. Or you're just rushing to get into it. One of the things is that we talk about the feast is in the first bite. So really enjoy that first bite of food um, because as you eat the same food over and over again, you actually get uh, decreasing returns. It doesn't taste as good as the first bite. The other thing was the um, amount of fudge. I would say that if you're going to eat something sweet, there's something called the circadian rhythm. You want to make sure that you eat that earlier on in the day. So not right, not at not at nighttime. You know, really about ten o'clock, our bodies are kind of settling down, start burning fat. Every time you eat something uh, later than seven, it pushes that fat burning ability later on in the evening. So you're losing that time to burn fat. So if you can do it before seven, preferably earlier in the day, would be helpful to have that fudge. So that way, your body doesn't have a hard time burning it off. Excuse me, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm oh, sorry. Break. <laughs> I need a fudge break. <laughs> it's just before seven. <laughs> it is. It is. Yes. The other. Oh, no. no, no. Go ahead. Oh no! I'm just playing around with you. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. It's like okay, okay. So I mean, uh, that brings up another question. Okay, because mm -hmm. I was pre-diabetic, like I said, mm -hmm. and I get my numbers down. Hallelujah. Okay, yes. food and fasting and all that good stuff. Yes. And I only eat maybe one big meal a day. It uh, depends on how hungry I am after I do my intermittent fasting, whether I do it earlier in the day or later. Mm -hmm. But most of the day I want fruit. Is it okay to eat a piece of fruit, maybe some strawberries after seven or closer to 10? Is that going to hinder our digestion and our fat burning too? Or is it a meal meal? So typically it's just any food that you're actually taking in. So I usually say a hard stop at seven o'clock or four hours before you go to bed if you're working like shift work. Um, so a hard stop at seven o'clock, if you have to have uh, something after seven o'clock, you know, fruit is a good option, that's okay. But, you know, you can also do something that uh, like sugar snap peas, if you wanna do something that doesn't have as much sugar in it, but I would still recommend like a hard stop at seven o'clock. Um, but again, there's nothing you don't have to be perfect. I always look at like an 80-20 rule. If you are good 80% of the time, you can have a, um, a snack or something out of your norm 20% of the time and still have a benefit. Mm -hmm. 
Wow. Because I like a handful of walnuts. Um, I don't like to go to bed with my stomach growling because then I mm-hmm. can't sleep. Okay. Nuts are actually a great option, especially if you're going to, if you want to eat later on in the evening. Um, and the nuts are a good food because they have anti-inflammatory properties. They do have some protein. Um, and so if you have to have something, nuts are a good option too. I like that because I'm a nut. So, so nuts are very good. You typically, if you're trying to lose weight, we usually recommend keeping your nuts to about an ounce of nuts a day. But Mm -hmm. if you're not trying to lose weight, um, more is fine. Right. Yeah. No, I just did a handful. I have some walnuts in a jar. And at nighttime, if I get really hungry and I don't feel like going, I just grab a few and eat them and then I'm I'm good. That's fine. That actually is fine. I'm good to go because, you know, I'm already nutty. So don't need no more nuts. <laughs> so on the serious side, though, what can people do to begin that journey of healing their bodies? Yes. So, you know, one of the things that I um, I realized for myself is I, I realized that there's so much information out there and it's very hard to kind of decipher what is true and what is helpful. Um, so I, from, from myself, I, I studied obesity medicine. I got board certified. And after helping hundreds of patients lose weight, this is what I found. And I created an acronym. It's called PEACE. And it's P-E-A-C-E, PEACE. And so the first P is uh, plants. So you really want to get a lot of plants in your mouth. Um, so fruits, vegetables, those are things that we don't want to worry about counting calories. If you're hungry, go ahead and have those things. Um, when we talk about African-Americans in, there was a study, um, we looked at 50,000 African-Americans and if you are able to get two or more vegetables in your life every single day, it decreases your risk of breast cancer. In addition, if you are uh, pre-menopausal, broccoli actually helps decrease your risk a lot more. And then uh, women across the board, looking at things like collard greens, getting those things in is very helpful. Um, and we don't get a lot of variety in our in our diet for a, a lot of us. Um, most Americans were eating canned uh, tomatoes, potatoes, and uh, iceberg lettuce. That's how much we're getting in terms of um, greens. But if we were to add in two different fruits or vegetables every single day, it decreases our risk for diabetes 8%. So getting variety is a a really helpful thing. Um, What you wanna do also is eating as close to nature as possible. So when you're eating different types of foods, um, you wanna make sure that you're avoiding um, things that are processed, um, things that come in packages. Um, So eating as close to nature as possible, you can grab an apple, eat it, your spinach, eat it. Those things are absolutely fine. Um, A, avoiding addictive substances like sugar, oil, salt, excessive salt, excessive oil. Um, You want to make sure you avoid those things. Again, you usually find those things in packaged food. And then C, you want to make sure that you cook at home. If you can cook at home, you can probably decrease a lot of the extra extra sugar, oil, and salt. Um, And then you can actually make the food the way that you like it. Uh, the next thing is E. So ending your eating at seven o'clock <laughs> or four hours before you go to bed. Again, when we talk about the way that your your body doesn't expect that it should have food in the middle of the night. You, you're not built for that. Um, so your body starts to rest and touch and digest at nighttime. <laughs> so <laughs> ending your eating at 7 p.m. <laughs> 
It's yeah, always right very back. helpful. Yes. <laughs> so take a break for a second. I'll be right back. It's fudge time. <laughs> but but you are also doing these things because you're doing uh, kind of in, intermittent fasting. Um, so that's a, that's kind of the same thing where you you stop eating for a certain window of time, allowing your body to digest the food and regenerate. So you're doing those things. And you know, my fasting time starts at ten. <laughs> Now, most of the time I do stop before then, but my fasting is a cutoff at 10. But usually I don't get to sleep until like 12 because I'm always working. So, yeah, but there have been times where I stopped eating at like five because I ate such like avocado and something really, really fattening where I just was not hungry. So, I mean, it all does. Does it all depend on what you eat, too? So the it also what just there's a couple of things. Um. I still recommend stopping at about four hours before you go to bed because no matter what you eat, your body still has to digest it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it's a simple, easy way to look at it to say, okay, well, I am going to stop eating four hours before I go to bed. Um, and what time do you typically start eating again? Are you starting eating again at? Well, that all depends on when I remember to eat <laughs> because I'm drinking water all day, all day, all mm-hmm. day that I forget. Oh, I haven't eaten. And then I'll go ahead and eat. And sometimes it'll be early in the morning if I cut off really, really early the day before. Mm -hmm. So if I cut off early the day before, I'll start eating at 10 or 11 o'clock. To me, that's early. Um, But most of the time, I'm not going to lie to you. I'll eat late or I'll eat some cherries or something, go Mm -hmm. to bed late, wake up, drink, 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 four o'clock. Oh, I forgot to eat. And I just drink all day. I don't drink any sodas. I don't drink juices. Mm -hmm. I just drink, like, I love water with ice in it. And I'll just drink Uh all day. And I have this huge thing. I just, I drink. And I forget that I have to eat. So that's me. And so, again, everyone is different. What I, what we do find, so I've struggled with um, nighttime eating. And what we do find is that when you're, there are kind of a couple of principles with nighttime eating for me. What I recommend is if you start eating earlier, so making sure you get your breakfast typically before nine o'clock. If you start eating later, you typically are going to um, kind of fall into the evening time and have a longer time, um, a longer period before you get a, a break from eating. So I typically say before a 9 a.m., try to get your breakfast in. Um, the other thing that's also really helpful for people is if they get something that is crunchy at lunchtime. Um, so if you want to do your walnuts at lunchtime or putting on top of something uh, like uh, tortilla strips or something is fine to get some crunch. An apple is really good at lunchtime to kind of help with that nighttime eating. And then having a routine that you cut things <laughs> at 9 a.m. <laughs> and having, and again, everyone is different, right? So every you have um you know nurses and doctors we work shift work we work different times um and so what works well for your schedule um but it's good that you have a period where you eat and a period where you don't eat um so that is flexible um awesome awesome yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> because i work so late usually 9 30 i'm getting up and i'm getting started um but it depends on what time I went to sleep the night before, too, because sometimes I go to sleep early. So, I mean, it all depends. But at 9 o'clock, I'm not hungry. I'm mostly thirsty. So, the other thing that you could do, and I, this again, so everyone is different. 
you eat when you feel like you're ready to eat. So I would recommend, you know, that's you what say, I do. If you feel like, you know what, I am doing really well, I don't do a lot of nighttime eating, then eat when you feel like you are hungry. But if you are finding that you're eating late at night every single night, you might benefit from trying to eat before 9 or 9.30 in the morning <laughs> and seeing if that can actually push your um, eating earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. No, I don't really eat too much at night. Like I said, if I get hungry, it's very rare. I've had those jar of walnuts now. They're probably expired. <laughs> it still tastes good though. I mean, okay. If they're not growing anything green and fuzzy, I'm okay with that. <laughs> but, um, they still taste good. So I'm, I'm, I'm still good. I'm, I'm still good. Uh, but uh, mostly, you know, I, I don't eat after like nine and that's very rare. And if I did, I just grab that nuts, nuts and I'm, I'm good to go. And then I just drink a lot of water, just a lot of water. And again, um, so everyone is different. I always say, so when we have patients who are losing weight, I always say switch it up a little bit. So if you get to a point where you say, you know, hey, I want to do something else or I've hit a plateau, usually people are going to hit a plateau at about 25, 30 pounds uh, when they start losing weight and then switch it up a little bit. So either adding some physical activity or changing the timing of your eating is very helpful to kind of get you over some of these plateaus if, if that is um, the case for you. Yeah, I hate plateaus. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've hit a few. <laughs> I've hit a few. But I mean, you know, we all have our thing. I mean, it's a wonderful thing. So peace, it's plants, two fresh veggies every day, or, you know, no cans, no process, low salt. Uh, and then E is ending at seven. And I won't say the next one because we already know what I put there. <laughs> So I would say even with plants, like if you like, and sometimes it's really difficult for people to get plants in their life. Mm -hmm. If you do have to get canned, then make sure it just has no salt in it. If, okay. uh, you know, in terms of levels, like it's fresh and then frozen and then canned. So if you have to get canned, just make sure it has no salt in it. And that's fine. Wonderful. You know, I love to get the coleslaw bags, mm -hmm. the organic coleslaw, yeah. where it says coleslaw, but there's no coleslaw dressing in there. And I just put whatever dressing I want and I put my food on top of it. So I might put some beans on top mm -hmm. of that. Or I might eat it with like a piece of veggie, a veggie burger or something. Yeah. Um, that's really, to me, it's so, so good. I might put a little Caesar dressing on there. Um, and then I'm gone. I'm like, my husband's like, I never heard somebody crunch so loud. <laughs> I just love the coleslaw package bag with all of the cabbage in it. I love it. That is a great way to get some extra vegetables in. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's got all the different, you know, and there's some kale salad bags too that you can get um, that are organic and you don't need to use the dressing. Again, yeah. you could just get this and that gives you like all your kale. It has yeah. uh, cabbage in there. It's got the green romaine. It's got the spinach. It's got everything in there. And I mean, you just get, you just get it and dump it on your plate. So my plate looks about 75% veggies and 25% whatever else I want. And sometimes I don't even have whatever else I want. I just have veggies. Yeah, so. and those things you wanna make sure you get all your nutrients through the day. So you wanna make mm -hmm. sure that you are getting your balance of different foods too. But um, usually I do find that most people have an issue with getting in um, the veggies. And what you're talking about is an amazing way to get veggies in. I also recommend getting, people don't wanna hear this, getting the veggies in at breakfast. So even if you add a salad at breakfast, it is very helpful to you. Oh, and very filling. And, and you will be regular. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which is actually you're you're correct. So one of the biggest things with um, adding go, adding more plants in, you want to de you decrease your risk for colon cancer. So these mm -hmm. are things that we do forget that there are all these benefits to adding in plants into our life. Definitely, definitely. I love it. I love it. I love it. So what is A? Oh, so A is avoiding addictive substances. Oh, okay. So excessive salt, oil, or sugar. Yes. I'm I'm typing that in. Avoiding mm -hmm. addictive substances Substance. like salt, oil, and sugar. So a lot of times we put uh, we we what we see is a lot of times patients come in and say, "Oh, I have high blood pressure," and then they take away the salt uh, that they cook at home with. But most mm. of the salt that we get it comes from packaged foods or foods from outside. Um, right. So when you are leading us to see when you cook at home, when you cook at home, you decrease that extra salt, oil, and sugar right. uh, that comes in from someone else deciding how much salt goes in your food, how much sugar goes in your food, how much oil yeah. goes in your food. Yeah. I've seen that. Like on the side of the packages, I'm very conscious of what's in the nutrients on the side of the package. And I'll see like uh, 400 and some odd milligrams per tiny little patty. I'm going, mm -hmm. that little patty is worth a lot of salt. Yes, that's true. That's like salt patty. It's not like a patty patty. So I try to avoid that. I stay under at least 100 milligrams because I know that, um, what is it, uh, a thousand or something milligrams equals one gram. You're only supposed to have like 2,000, what is it, yes. milligrams of or something of salt a day. I forget what it is, milligrams or grams. 2,000 milligrams was equal to two grams. So 2,000 right. 2, milligrams per day of sodium. Mm -hmm. Right. So you're not supposed to go above that. But I mean, literally a meal at McDonald's will put you above and beyond and into tomorrow. This is true. <laughs> so... <it's> <laughs> So if you're staying with the recommendation to stay under 2,000 milligrams or two grams of sodium, one of the easy ways to uh, add this in is when you look at a, a label really quick and easy, when you look at the label, I don't have anything with me here, but um, the label will have the calories at the top and then they'll have the um, milligrams of sodium. And what you want to look for is to make sure that the milligrams of sodium is smaller than the amount of calories. Can't, you can't see that because it's like in the in the thing. Let me let me switch my camera up, and then that way people can see it. So keep talking. Just keep yeah, talking. So you just want to make sure that when you look at the um, the total calories and you look at your total your sodium, make sure that your your total milligrams of sodium are less than the amount of calories per mm -hmm. serving. So what the um, nutrition label is based off is about 2000 calories per day. And so if you are taking in, let's say something has 100 calories and the sodium content is 300 milligrams, mm -hmm. you want to avoid that food. So this one here is some uh, organics. It's uh, Newton's own, Newman's own uh, peppermint. So mm -hmm. If you're looking at the sodium, what does that say there? So the sodium says zero milligrams, right? And Aha! then what you would look at is the total calories, which are 10. Mm -hmm. And the, so as long as your sodium milligrams are below your total calories, then that food is a good food to have to stay below your number of sodium grams. Mm -hmm. So you would typically never go over your 2,000 milligrams of sodium because your calories are based on 2,000 calories. There you go. See, so that's, that's, that's a good, yeah. this is not a food though. It's a mint, it's but, a mint. you know, <laughs> but you know, I, I, I really, really truly think that we need to be more conscious of what we're, and what we're seeing and what we're not seeing. Cause I yeah. mean, you know, it'd be like, oh, I don't care. I'm just going to eat that. But at the end of the day, your body does care. 
That's so true. you have to take care of your body. So definitely, definitely. So I just wanted to want to go ahead and do that. Okay. So let me get back to where we were because we were talking about peace. Mm. Talking about peace. So we are avoiding addictive substances. What about ice cream? <laughs> so ice cream is a trifecta of all those three. So sugar, oil, <laughs> sugar, fat, and uh, salt. Yes. So <laughs> it's, it's not surprising that we love it a lot because it has all the things that are very addictive. Uh, so again, I believe that we should be able to enjoy certain things, but just not all the time. So, you know, if you're doing well 80% of the time, so what we do with my family, what we'll do is uh, we are very strict five days a week. And then like uh, maybe on Saturday, um, we might have a meal where we say, okay, we're not going to be as picky and it's fine. So mm -hmm. when we go to work, it's fine. We know exactly what we're going to eat. We plan our meals, we cook at home. And if on one day that we decide to to enjoy life that's okay you you know you're here to enjoy life <laughs> i have to say this i have to say this i thought i could i can't <laughs> because i mean literally if i have if i have one scoop of ice cream i'm set back about 72 hours <laughs> because i feel it it's like okay my stomach goes and I mean, everything else just goes and I just, I gained two pounds with like just a little bit of ice cream. I can't do it. I can't, it takes me three days to get back to where I was three days prior when I do that. And what I would say with those things, also listening to your body, there's certain things that uh, you may not be able to eat anymore. There's certain things I can't eat anymore. It doesn't, I don't like the way it makes me feel. I don't like the way uh, I feel after I eat it and I just don't eat it anymore. So <laughs> so, and I think that that's okay. You, as you mature, you listen to your body a lot more. And there are things that maybe I could eat when I was twenty that I can't eat now, and that's okay. That's fine. Um, I like what she said. She says we're getting mature. We are. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, I'm so silly. All right, so we're gonna keep going. We're gonna keep going. We're gonna go to C, right? So we're at C for PC. Yeah. So C is cook at home. Oh, so. goodness gracious. You just yeah. said it. Cook at home. That It can be good, but sometimes <laughs> it's not so good because cooking at home, I mean, I you ever ate at my mother's house? <laughs> my mom can cook, boy. I'll be like, boom, boom, boom. <laughs> cook at home. I don't know about that. So I don't know. when we cook at home, <laughs> so when we cook at home, especially when we're cooking plants at home, you know, we don't, I don't recommend counting calories at all when we talk about plants, but when you are cooking at home and you're making your own beans, you're not putting as much sodium in as a, mm -hmm. a, a can of bean. If right. you are cooking, if you decide that you want to, we, we make our own like popsicles at home for our kids. And mm -hmm. so we know what goes in there for our family. So you just mm -hmm. want to make sure that if you decide to make a change uh, in terms of getting healthier, what you want to look for is how can I make this thing at home? One, it's cheaper, uh, but two, you can make it to your taste. Um, and if you decide to have something else that you don't want to cook at home that tastes better outside, mm -hmm. then that is okay because most of your meals are made at home. That's okay. Um, and if you're not cooking with things like excessive salt or sugar, then you can have food that fills you up and you're not starving. Mm. Okay. Starving is not good. 
definitely not good. No starving. But cooking at home is not always good either. <laughs> but you got to be careful, right? I mean, like you said, cooking plants and all that stuff. But usually when, when okay, I'm not, I'm just going to go there. Like, yeah, I'm just going to go there. Okay. Because us black people, we have cookouts. Yeah. And the cookout has got like potatoes, like potato salad and ribs and black, uh, what is it? Um, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, Black eyed peas with, with okay, we just we go in there with some cornbread and we just uh, we just gone. And you got like a whole plethora of food on your plate. Then you go back for seconds because you couldn't eat all of it the first time around. You just gotta go back and get a little bit more of everything else. That's not good. So this is the other thing that I say. I always I also think you should make your home or your kitchen like a sanctuary in terms of certain things just don't come into your home, right? So it's even um, with myself enduring like my journey, I always say that it's not that I had one cookout. It's not that I had, uh, you know, it wasn't Christmas and Thanksgiving that caused the problem. It was the fact that I was doing it consistently that causes mm -hmm. the issue. So one of the things that you want to say is, you know, hey, like when we are in our home, we don't bring ice cream in here. We don't bring cookies in here. We don't bring chips or any of those things here. But when we are at home, this is what we eat. And when we go out, we say, okay, well, this I can only eat so much in one sitting. And then you go right back to, and I always tell my patient that this thought that we do not have the ability to enjoy life and we can have a little bit of something here, a little bit of something there, I think is uh, is what causes this constant like yo-yo of, oh, I'm, I'm perfect today and I'm not perfect tomorrow. So everything right. is out the window. I would say that when you're, if you say, you know what, and I, I bring my lunch, I do my breakfast, I do my dinners, you know, five or six days per week, that one cookout is not going to, uh, is not going to ruin uh, your entire uh, lifestyle change. Right, right. Yeah. And you're right. You know, what I do, if I may be so bold as to say, <laughs> is I go through every pot of stuff I like and I get one spoonful. And I slow down when I'm eating. So I might have 10 different things on that one plate. And I eat a spoonful of everything. That way I enjoy it, but I don't overindulge. So, and it makes me feel kind of good to do that. I think that's a great idea. And what I also tell my patients is that before you go anywhere, get your salad in. Get your, get your leafy greens in. Because if you eat your salad, if you eat a salad, soup, or fruit, before you go somewhere, or you can do all three, then you're going to eat less. Your body, typically, your stomach only holds so much. And we usually eat about the same volume of food every single day. So if you can fill up before you get to a cookout or to an outing or to a restaurant, that will help you uh, make better decisions when you are eating out. But yeah, eat before you eat. Before you eat. Yeah, just don't do it on Thanksgiving, guys. <laughs> No, no, eat before you eat on Thanksgiving, too. I mean, you know, it's so funny. Everybody's like, I haven't eaten all day, so you better bring it. No, no, no. Eat, eat before. Eat eat before. Yeah, she's right. Eat before. Definitely eat before. And do the one spoonful thing. It's, it's going to really make you feel better afterwards, man. I'd say you. But everybody's like, I didn't eat all day. You better bring it. You better no. have all that. No, okay. So we can't do that no more, guys. Uh, we are We are maturing. <laughs> 
Girl, I'm having so much fun. Oh, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it, no, you guys. Thank you. It's really, Everybody. I really enjoying this. Oh my gosh. Okay, so we got one more letter to go. What is that last letter? So eat, eat end your eating at 7 p.m. or four hours before you go to bed. So I like to talk about before your body is on a rhythm. So you, your body kind of wakes up at a certain time, you go to bed at a certain time, or you should go to bed at a certain time. And these are things that are, are set in us. And so what we call the circadian rhythm and your body's ability to burn food, to break down food decreases as, the, as it gets darker, right? And mm -hmm. so if you are eating the same meal at eight o'clock at night, as opposed to eight o'clock in the morning, your body is less able to handle it, and you are more likely to have an, a shoot uh, a shoot up of your glucose or a spike of your sugar, right? And so you want to make sure that you are getting in most of your food earlier on in the day, um, just because you're that's the way that your body is normally able to handle um, nutrients in food. When you're eating at you know eight, nine, ten, twelve o'clock at night. Your body is not able to handle that, and you will you, you will start to have issues with weight in addition to um, higher risk for diabetes and glucose intolerance. Mm. Mm. Y'all, we got some work to do. <laughs> <laughs> but, but in all seriousness, I mean, it can be done. It has been done, and we can do it. It just takes time. I mean... I, I've seen so many people beat themselves down because they couldn't get it in the first two days. And it just doesn't happen like that. No, and I, I, I definitely agree that um, it's really about taking time. I think looking at um, saying, this is what I would like to do. This is what I, the way I want my life to look. It's not trying to rush and get to a goal within a day or two or three. Mm -hmm. You are trying to make changes that you can sustain. And so I always say, if you are not planning to do this for the rest of your life, then you shouldn't you shouldn't do this, right? Mm -hmm. If it's not something that you can hold on to and continue for the rest of your life, it's not something that you should say is sustainable. Um, right. So make little changes that you say, you know, hey, I'm going to walk for an extra five minutes this week. I'm going to walk for, you know, 10 minutes every single day. And if you can do that, great. And then add more on. You know, if you want to add a salad at breakfast, that's fine. It, and if you say, you know, I can do it for the rest of my life, then that's okay. But when we do these things that are, you know, fad diets, it, it's not really healthy for you, but also no. it's not sustainable. Right. Wow. Well, doctor, thank you so much. I had such a fun time. And we, <laughs> we learned that my mints are the best to say, <laughs> and that we're all maturing. I have to talk to, hold on a second. I have to do this. You're not getting old. You're maturing. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Because everybody's true. like, don't get old. It's so bad. <laughs> Getting older is a blessing. So yes. I, I, so it's always a good thing. <laughs> yes, definitely, definitely. I, you know, I appreciate you. I appreciate the, the I mean, and just, just the, all the little things that we went over um, really do make a difference. And um, if you have, if the people have any questions, can they contact you? Yeah, so you can also visit my website. It's uh, drmichellejohnson.com. Um, so one L in Michelle. Um, uh, you can also follow me on YouTube, uh, Dr. Michelle Johnson. Um, so if anyone has any concerns or questions, feel free to reach out to me. Awesome. I love it. Dr. Man, I tell you, 
I had such a wonderful time. I had it was, a good It was so much fun. <laughs> and so we all know that I'm wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no. and, that I should, and that I should be waking up earlier. <laughs> No, I think you're doing. I think you're doing very well. And the fact that you were actually able to reverse your pre-diabetes, yeah. those are things that I love to hear. Um, it's amazing. It is amazing. I didn't think it's. I was like, oh, I'm losing weight. The scale was going in my favor for a change. So again, I want to thank you, Dr. Michelle Johnson. She is amazing. If you have any questions about prediabetes, diabetes, high blood pressure, any other chronic illness, just get in contact with her. Her website is right there. See that? It's right there. Dr. Michelle Johnson with one L. And uh, we will have all of that information in the description box below. If you're listening to this on any podcast, please comment, follow. You have any questions, you can always put it here right below where you're watching or where you're listening. And we will get right back to you. If I don't know it, she does. I'm going to put it on her anyway. So, okay. <laughs> Doctor, thank you so much again. I thank had you. such a wonderful time. Such a pleasure. It was a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you so much. Oh, the pleasure's mine. And thank you guys so much for tuning in. And don't forget to dare to be different. Yeah.